guys, we're back. Miranda's episode eight of And Just Like That. And we have a very special guest with us today. Our, our friend, little HP. Little HP. <laughs> Heather. Heather is back. I'm back. You guys may know her as the girl from the farting episode. <laughs> and that's what we lovingly refer to her as in many facets of life. But she's back for um, And Just Like That. Yeah. yeah. Just... Really desperate for some social interaction after quarantining for 10 days. Yeah, Heather had some COVID going on, so. I know. That Omicron in New York. (laughs) Yeah. It's no joke. I know. Poor Heather. You've not had a great time. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Not to go into So, hopefully this this episode cheered you up. What did you think of this recent episode? You know, it's kind of on par with other... think this is the best episode we've seen writing wise yes what are what are the other attributes <laughs> like acting or you know what i think you might be right i think it was it wasn't yeah this was the best episode people actually texted me saying they're like i don't want to admit this to you but this was good and this was better or like no someone um casey said it's i didn't hate it which I think is a glowing review, right? A um, solid three stars. Yeah, so I didn't hate it. And I agree. I didn't hate this episode. Yeah, I'm preemptively. Yeah. Can I give my Tito's rating? Heather, Are do we you know one? the Tito rating system we have now? Yeah, the more means it's bad, right? Yeah. Okay. I think this is like a one shot of Tito's situation. During the Che, the unfortunate Che TED Talk stand up, that was definitely. And that's what earned at least the one <laughs> Tito bottle, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they'd maybe not had that. I might give it zero, but yeah. <laughs> Should I do a quick summary and then we'll get it? Give a quick, yes. quick recap. So in this episode, we start off and we have Miranda at the uh, LGBT kind of rally where Che is doing God knows what that was, <laughs> whatever. So she, And then Che sees Miranda kind of sneak out, which leads to a conversation between both of them about the status of their relationship. Che has been assuming that they're, Miranda's an open marriage. And Miranda kind of just was like, you know, I'm not. And it actually is a really interesting scene because Che becomes this like wounded bird. And I'm like, Che, you were really the pursuer in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He kind of like really like hunted Miranda. Yeah. And then are now shocked that Miranda's like not, whatever. I would love to get more into that. Oh, we will. So then throughout this episode, Miranda's um, grappling with if she's going to talk to Steve. She ends up deciding to talk to Steve. And we have probably the most emotional um, conversation between Steve. It's the most airtime Steve's got. Thank God. And he Mm -hmm. really, they talk about, she asked him for a divorce. And that's a scene we're going to talk about. Um, Carrie, this episode is cleaning out her closet with the help of Lily and Seema going through a bunch of old fashioned pieces and is dealing with this new neighbor in her buildings, which confirms that she does not, in fact, own the brownstone. She has this rich, young jewelry designer downstairs neighbor who carries kind of both enviable and also kind of resentful towards. And then Charlotte, in this episode, we discover that she still, in fact, blows her husband, which is kind of awesome. And this and, is on blow. And yes. This is truly on the blow. Um, <laughs> and she and Lily have this interesting mother-daughter dynamic in the episode, which Charlotte's kind of grappling with her daughter's sexuality and with like an, an, a, a, a saucy Instagram post that Lily does. And it leads to a conversation about kind of sex and expressing yourself and... 
Um, so overall, I thought it was a good plot line. They're all a little bit disconnected. I think all of them kind of deal with grappling with past selves and current selves and future selves and just selves all together. And so, yeah, it was a, it was a good episode. Great yeah. recap. Thanks. Great recap, Sarah. So which plot should we start with talking about first? I, you know what? Why don't we let our guest, little HP, dictate what plot line, which which route we going down? I feel like Miranda and Shay is, Let's ob- do it. is obviously Let's where we do gotta it. go. Okay, I want to hop in here. Let's <laughs> <be going. laughs> talk about it. I was okay. So as what it's been like, what a few weeks? Three weeks. It's been three weeks since Miranda and Shay ran into each other in. That the the school fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And before that, it was three months since Miranda had sent a DM and they had hooked up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it was insane and weird for Che to assume that Miranda's in an open marriage. That actually should have been the first question before they were shoving each other's tongues down each other's throat after that school function. Like, it seems weird to me that Che is trying to take this, like, moral high ground um because that that she doesn't know and she assumed and like how dare you kind of thing but like that should have been the first thing she asked at least after the first hookup they had agree thoughts absolutely i was kind of shocked by shay's response yes it felt like she that they were i've misgendered shay a lot and i feel kind of bad so if i do it again it's just I need to work on it. So yeah. they felt yeah. very uh, kind of wounded and kind of yeah. they victimized himself. And yeah. I feel like they should have, just like what you said, they should have yeah. asked at the beginning. Like, yeah. you know that Miranda's married. Yeah. Wouldn't you want that clarifying conversation? Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I find it so kind of ironic because later in the episode, Che is like, I don't want anything traditional. Okay. Like, <laughs> a fuck boy again. And it's funny because, like, wanting Miranda to be, you know, officially divorced or whatever is very traditional. Wanting this monogamous relationship is very traditional. And so we can talk more later about when Shay talks about this traditional thing. Like, or maybe I'll just touch on it now. Like, I hate that they've created a divide between, like, queerness and tradition and being traditional because mm-hmm. just because you're gay or queer doesn't mean you're like a non-monogamous polyamorous into group play and sex dungeons like yeah, yeah right <laughs> i feel like that it, it, it like queer like queerness gets like in these stereotypes and i think a lot of those stereotypes are actually where there's a lot of hate towards queerness mm-hmm. and um just like and there are Many traditional monogamous relationships, obviously, um, in the queer with people who identify as queer or gay. And so I thought that, um, yeah, I don't know. I just find it like I find it. I just don't like Che's character. I feel like Che's character is so like almost like image based. I yeah. think Che saying that to Miranda is very on brand for the character of Che. Right. Yeah. Like this. We, this is what we would expect. It's interesting what you just said about the representation of queer people and especially like queer relationships on Sex and City. Do you remember the bisexual mm-hmm. episode where we're like, mm-hmm. okay, so we have these gay dads at a party with a baby yeah. like smoking pot and yeah. like doing spin the bottle. I'm like, yeah. why are we <laughs> representing the, these yeah. like queer people in such like 
like circus freaks. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not a good representation. Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess I can't speak for that community. Yeah, but um, what were you gonna say, H? Well, I think that she was just kind of like the way I interpreted Shay's remarks was that she's just an advocate of transparency. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. if you do all these things, but be transparent about it. But that in turn means that like having conversations about it. And yeah. I think it just feeds into the fact that like they don't really have chemistry and like yeah. you're just mm-hmm. kind of like how like this whole thing seems sexual, sexually driven, yes. basically. The yes. chemistry feels very sexually driven. But it's like, how are you not having conversations yes. about what is working and what not what's not working in your marriage? Like I don't know. So it's like, I feel like the their relationship's very much like, it's just like a label. Like, you know, Miranda's like discovering herself, but there's no like substance to it, basically. No. And my worry is, and we saw this at the end of the episode, is like Miranda has a sex brain right now. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her yeah. brain is yeah. flooded with dopamine and yeah. serotonin post amazing sex with yeah. Jay and is making really stupid decisions. Yeah. Yes. And we, we, we've all been, maybe we've all been there. With <laughs> yeah, we've all been we there. talked about this earlier where like, you know, you just like, kind of like have a couple like good offered things with somebody and you're like we're in love like it happened to me and like and like at the end you know when Miranda's in the on the way to the airport to fucking Cleveland to see Che and then Carrie said and then she's like I'm in a rom-com yeah and it was sad well we all know it's not gonna go well and yeah they just pulled up a great meme if you want to describe it yeah well every outfit on sex in the city posted something where it was like I'm in a rom-com and then it's when she's talking to when Miranda's talking to Carrie when she moves to Paris and saying you live in you're living in a fantasy and I'm actually having a lot of issues with Miranda's character yeah just like that because she's kind of like the sad groupie and yeah. you're just like yeah. so desperately you know pining after Che yeah and like it's so out of character for her because yeah. in the series I felt like she was always like the rational one yeah. she always had so much agency and yeah. that's like why there's you know it's We're like all the Miranda yeah. yeah and it's just I feel like this reboot's doing such a disservice to her character right yeah. but when you say I no I totally agree but then at the same time I I don't know if I would say it's off brand because don't we all have moments of like, like hypocrisy or where we like make are in a weird place and we start making yeah. kind of impulsive decisions and it's Absolutely. kind of going against yeah. kind of who we are. And I think, you know, whether the writers are aware of it or not, like we're watching Miranda basically kind of like, I don't want to say unhinged, but she's clearly like, Dealing with some shit and kind of making impulsive choices. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think they are capturing, right? This isn't, they're not showing her whole life. They're showing moments within it. And they're capturing this part of kind of this coming of age story that can happen midlife. Like you talk about midlife crises. And I'm not saying her sexuality or coming out is a midlife crisis at all. But it's interesting that you have people when they're 55, like that they're really unhappy with who they are. They look at their life and their choices and say like, this is not what I want. I think it's very easy when you're in your thirties to just kind of like follow a traditional path. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's what's laid out for you, particularly back in like the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, like generations, like women followed a path and they didn't really question. So it is good that the show is showing this character who we really admired as being like making decisions, rational, logical, whatever, kind of come to this point in her life and question her identity and choices. It's just, it's so sad that Steve is collateral within this. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I feel like I wish she, I think it's like fine that she's, it's 
great that she's discovering this about herself. I just wish it was in a different way that she was more of like an agent. It feels like she's being like swept away yes, and yes. she's not like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, no, you're right. Well, my question is, do we um, not like the writing choice that was made or do we not like this about Miranda? Like, is this a good thing for us to be to watch in the show? And yes. Like, is this good? Is this like a good part of the show? Or do we wish that this the show wasn't being written? Chase socks. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's a good plot point. Like, yeah. it's a good it's a good plot. But I think it's just, yeah, the character chain, the whole relationship yeah. is just kind of the part that weirds me out a little bit. Yeah, I guess I wonder if because it gets underneath our skin, is that like a good provocative thing that the show has, you know, built up? Or mm-hmm. is it just feel like farce and just like kind of a curveball that the writers It chose. is. We talked about this last week, that this feels dishonest to the character trajectory that the show has brought yeah. viewers on. And like the yeah. character arc, this doesn't yeah. really line up. It is interesting though, that there's been, there's a huge gap from the movie mm. to this series. Like 20, no, 15 years maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know how long, but it's a long time. And I think marriages can shift. People can change. I, I would not have wanted Fine. Miranda and Steve divorcing. Marriages end. Yeah. They had problems before. Yeah. They were never fully perfect. They broke yeah. up like twice. You know, like yeah. they, they, their relationship actually wasn't smooth sailing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's in line. I think the part of her then like being queer is a little bit odd. It feels yeah. more, we talked about that Cynthia Nixon, yeah. not Miranda. And yeah. I feel like the blending of actor and character is a little yeah. bit odd. But I think it's a good plot point because you're right. It is evoking discussion yeah. and it's yeah. interesting to watch. Um, I just think that Shay's character oh, paired in with this. Like this character just feels so just disingenuous. Disingenuine? God, what is the Disingenuous. Yeah, it, it feels like, I mean, I don't know. Chase's character is like, <laughs> the fuck boy is like West Elm Caleb. <laughs> okay. No, you're right. Wait, can, like, we, can we talk about West of Caleb for a second? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anyone's been on TikTok this week, they know about which will they know about West Elm Caleb, which is basically point blank textbook definition 101, which means Sarah in our 20s in New York City experience, which is a fuck boy who's seeing multiple people at once. But makes you think that you're special and you're like the only one. Yeah. And I don't mind like if you're like I say, let your casual sex freak fly, like do do whatever you want. Like but sleep, be honest, sleep with whomever you want, but don't like ever make manipulate someone into feeling like they could be your girlfriend. Mm. Or that you want to date them and that they're the only one and that they've deleted the app. And so this whole West Elm Caleb phenomenon on TikTok where these girls basically all realized they were dating the same person the past six weeks um, just kind of points to, I guess, some of the messy dating culture. Yeah, and Carrie actually brought that up in this episode yeah. with the young neighbor who's going through this messy kind of breakup at the end. This guy, yeah. and she's like, well, that's New York dating for you. Yes. Yeah. So that was kind of timely. It was, was timely. Yeah. Um, we were but, talking. Yeah. yeah. With, but with Che, it's like, I think what's annoying about watching Miranda go through this like metamorphosis, if you will, is that Che's character seems like kind of like 
awful. Like, I don't know. Chi's character seems kind of like. They're not likable. Yeah, they're not likable. They seem like someone who's like just kind of like goes through people and like fucks with a lot of people and like has. I don't know. Maybe I sound prude and um, she's promiscuous or sorry, they're promiscuous. But I think that it worries me that Miranda would take such a leap of faith Mm -hmm. with someone like Che who is saying they don't want a traditional relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm having a thought here. Okay. So I'm I'm curious for people who come out later in life, if they Mm -hmm. go through like kind of like a teenage young 20s phase of sexuality yes. where you yes. make bad choices because yeah. i've actually heard there was something on instagram about like newly women who come out later in life like having really bad first experiences because they can be like kind of preyed upon oh by, my god this is like people yeah. who are kind of like baiting newly out yeah. people oh my like, god weird, like, instagram almost like west and caleb but in like <laughs> <a different laughs> world. anyway so i'm i wonder because miranda's just like as a teen when you discover things about you know sexuality and you kind of make stupid decisions with yeah. men from like a heteronormative perspective yeah like maybe this is part of somebody's journey coming out that maybe it's not like perfect and beautiful and you have this like perfect person right away you fall for like I right. think Shay elicits like intense sexual feelings in Miranda. And we've all had that yes. feeling of being like blinded by like sexual feelings. You're like, it's going to work. It's great. Well, I'm going to go to Cleveland for him. Yeah. Well, that, well, well, that's the thing. Like I, that's what we as viewers are reading. We're yes. reading someone who is digmatized, if you will, which is, <laughs> digmatized. <laughs> which is the clinical term for someone who's had good sex. And then like, as Sarah said, they're completely blinded by oh, yeah. every other aspect of the person or blinded by what the actual circumstance of the relationship is or how things actually are. And so that's where I think that protectiveness comes in, where it's maybe from my own experience, me kind of projecting onto Miranda's character, which is like, don't do yeah, it. Like, yeah. Come on, like, where do you think this is going to go? That's- yeah. Especially she's, I guess, I mean, any predictions, H, I'd love to know predictions for next episode. Did you not watch the sneak peek? No, I didn't. Ooh. It seems like never, in my opinion, like never surprise anyone. <laughs> it's like when you don't show up, it's going to be couch guy yeah. from TikTok all over again. Wait, did you watch the, the trailer? Yeah, but it, like, of course, you like a surprise. Well, a surprise trip to Cleveland never goes well. <laughs> <laughs> put it that way. And yeah. it's so obvious that they even put it in the sneak peek for next week. <laughs> okay, so I did not watch the sneak peek. It's basically, I watched it a few days ago because I was really bored during quarantine. But basically, <laughs> like, she goes there and it's, it looks like Che has slept with someone else yeah. or she, you know, it was not what basically Miranda was expecting. Yeah. And directly states to Miranda, like, what are you doing? I'm not your girlfriend. Exactly. Oh, shut the up. Oh, yeah. Like, basically, Miranda shows up with, like, a little treat box or something. Oh, God. I know. And, and, <laughs> and for our listeners... For our um, favorite listeners who listen to us but don't watch the show, it's probably important to point out that in this ep- this past episode, Che tells Miranda that they're in love with Miranda. Mm, yep. And there's an I love you, and but I don't want anything traditional. And Miranda's like, I love you too. And it's, she, it's really so hard excited. to watch the eagerness. Yeah. That's it's so very it. It's hard to watch because yeah. it's like, 
I mean, it's, I just personally like to hold my cards as much as possible. And so to watch someone be like, OMG, it's, it's kind of hard. But um, I mean, that's got to be really shitty when Miranda surprises them and it's going to yeah backfire yeah. i guess i mean i don't know so another shoot integral, a text right so another the day. integral part of the che miranda storyline this episode is miranda's conversation with steve and oh Heather, while we were watching it you actually said something or maybe it was before we were watching it. we were talking about why this hurts so much to watch this relationship this hard. fall apart is because they actually have the most normal relationship on yeah. there and i'm not saying sexless or like born that part of it but the point of like sharing a space together yeah watching tv and finding comfort in like simple everyday routines that a lot of us actually really enjoy being in long-term monogamous relationships so you said something about that um yeah i'm curious how you feel (laughs) well yeah for listeners (laughs) i'm in a very long-term relationship very long she's a married gal i'm a married gal i love it um so yeah i think being in a relationship for almost 11 or i don't even i've lost count honestly at this amount of time but um but yeah like hearing her talk about you know steve saying like He's like, we have dessert, we watch TV, we sit on the couch and we talk about Brady, like, like just like a very, he sees that as stability while she (sighs) sees it as like lacking. And I think it's such like a, it's a hard, it's a very hard thing to watch. And, but I think I kind of struggle with it because it's just like, but that's relationships. Mm -hmm. Like you're kind of like, like like you're not normalizing normal relationships yeah, basically that broke, my, broke my heart, heart yeah. to hear her say like are you happy like basically accusing him of happiness like how dare you like this like, pathetic little life we have yeah, yeah like are you happy like there's a tv and we sit on the sectional and we have dessert every night and i was like that sounds lovely, lovely. <laughs> i love that yeah. and it's she was like repulsed and disgusted by it like she was bringing it up in that light and he was like yeah i am happy bitch he didn't say that but he was like yeah like this is what marriage is like this is married life lady she she wants out and and, and the fact is like i get that she and they went through this in the movie where there was that's why when steve cheated so he's probably felt this way before right like it's almost in the movie, he's saying, like, we haven't had sex. We haven't done this. Like, he has felt this urge to have more excitement and more sex and more passion. Yes. And he brings this up to her. Is that, like, yeah. this is what happens. Like, you think I'm not enough. Then I am enough. And then we go through these phases. And so you really are getting a better picture of their relationship. Yes. I think um, that was good writing, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Where, this was a great scene. Yes. Where he's saying, I'm always there. I'm hanging in there for us. We get to a place finally where it's not so fucking up and down every day. And then you're, you want out essentially. And I think that was like such an interesting point, which is like, yeah, it's like there are ups and downs and like, do we want what we can't have? I mean, that's maybe the lens that he's kind of seeing things through, which is like, is grass greener on the other side, Miranda? Yeah. She's um, like, <laughs> she's like, <laughs> it's rainbow on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's yeah i'm and then in the sneak peek for next week um 
uh, Steve is talking to Carrie and asking, like, how long has it been going on between Miranda oh, and Oh, no. Yeah. I should have watched this promo. I know. And great. so I, I, I do think... That. Okay, do you guys think that Miranda owes Steve an explanation of everything? Like, would it hurt him? Or is as honesty here more cathartic for her? Does, is he deserving of it? Oh, I don't know. I think I honesty, know. personally, like, if you've been married for that long, <laughs> yes. I think that I would want to know the truth just to have some semblance of closure. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You know what? I think you're right about that H, which is like, you don't want to be asking questions. You don't want to be doing this detective work seven months later where things start to <laughs> dawn on you and occur to you. What about that time when Miranda left the house at like 2 p.m. on yeah. that once? She's been watching that Netflix special. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I think he deserves to know. Um, I think it's better not to have secrets. Um but maybe you don't need to go into like pornographic detail necessarily. But I think, um, I mean, as it pertains to her sexuality, it's probably really important. That yeah. She knows like how important this is for her. Totally. Yeah. Because I think at the end of the day, he really loves her and they are at a point in their relationship where they have a deep, deep, deep friendship, which happens when you're with someone so long is that you have like, that's probably the most important person in your life. And so you do want them to be happy it even if it's like self-sacrificing and even if it's selfish on her end and she's really advocating for herself like i want this like i need more of it and i think he's hearing that yeah but i can't imagine how painful that must be for steve and how painful it is for miranda and yeah when he was saying that like you think i'm enough i'm kind of enough and then not enough like to be in his position of always defending himself and always yeah. saying i am enough and having that mm-hmm. like oh. i just that killed me yeah. Was like yeah oh. yeah yeah that was hard yeah um so i kind of want to move on to like oddly enough like the carrie and her neighbor her situation. younger self her younger self we have mm-hmm. carrie's fashionista younger neighbor crazy curly hair that i love curly hair lives down below has different lovers that are like kind of like big and that they're just like you know fuck boys more fuck boys i also love that they they bring the line like how can she afford that apartment because we all that right and like because the whole fucking series we're like how does carrie you know have her fucking apartment so yeah. i thought that was actually great kind of a play yeah. of writing um yeah so what about that dynamic did you find either interesting or like well done um i actually yeah i th- this is kind of what i was referring to last week that i wanted to see in the show which is like the mentor mentee thing which is seeing younger characters and their lives and dating in new york city and like you know what these older women can pass down and um you know it wasn't that long ago and carrie was single and doing all this if you actually think about it it really wasn't that much longer what like the series ended in what 2004 i mean maybe that let's say that was like 17 years ago 18 years okay maybe that was a while but um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I liked that this aspect I do. Yeah. That was also my Carrie tracker, which is like Carrie being like, how can they afford this apartment when like, that's what everyone's been asking this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but this person actually seems more successful than Carrie was too. Yeah, <laughs> like she's a jewelry designer and like wow. does really well, I guess. But, I know. But, 
Well, she's also kind of when the neighbor goes to Carrie's apartment to apologize for being loud the night before. Carrie's kind of insecure and saying, you know, like, oh, I only, you know, I was only like like that because I had a right or something like that. And it's just like it kind of is just like a perpetual, like annoying factor in Sex and the City to me where it's like. You are old enough where you don't have to give a fuck. Like, you yeah. can just say, I don't want to hear noise outside my apartment yeah. at 2 a.m. in the morning. Or you guys need to keep it down. <sighs> that was, like, I'm yeah. glad you mentioned that because that was actually one of my carry tracker. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another 10 minutes. Carrie is so fucking incompetent that <laughs> she had to call her coworker at 2.30 yeah. in the yeah. morning to ask them how... To and who and, and and also an incompetent coworker, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, a bona fide Bobby idiot, Lee. yeah, and had to ask them how to talk to people yelling and being disrespectful and rude yeah. in her apartment. Like, yeah. are you that yeah. dumb? It's like calling big in the middle of the night, being like, "Do you like me?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's stamping, she's drunk. Oh my god, yeah. So that I thought was kind of a ridiculous little plot point. Like, really, it's just so easy to be like, "Can you guys just keep it down?" Yeah. My other Carrie tracker, which is also regarding the neighbor, is when um, Charlotte and Carrie and Miranda meet up for dinner. And, you know, Miranda's saying, like, I need to, like, kind of workshop how I'm going to talk to Steve about getting a divorce. And Carrie's like, well, let's table my neighbor for a different time. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, Carrie, no one gives a fuck that you have a loud neighbor. Do you know every single person has complained on planet Earth, especially in New York City, that they have a loud neighbor. And they're you, not going to monopolize the whole conversation at dinner. And you brought up a really good point Probably while we were watching that. it and that you said, bitch wears heels all fucking day long. Yes, yes. exactly. She, is, she now is the worst neighbor in history. If someone was wearing uh, heels all day long, all doing housework and doing housework, yeah. pitter patter, pitter patter, pitter patter. Yeah. You deserve to have a loud person beneath you then. So yeah. that was my carry tracker yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But on the flip side of the carry tracker, Looks I know so. we haven't finished the Carrie plotline yet, but I yeah. do think that she offered Charlotte really good advice this episode. Go I agree. Yeah. What do you think about the advice that she gave that that part with Charlotte? Well, yes. so this is when Carrie receives or Charlotte calls Carrie yes. to talk about her daughter and her Finsta, where she poses a promis- or posts a promiscuous photo of herself. Lily does. It's not and that per- permissive. It's not. Though. It's not. I, I mean, think if my 15 year old did that, I would oh, be like, ooh, no thanks. Yeah. I think it's a very, you know, re- not relatable. I'm not a parent, but yeah. like seeing your child as a sexual being for the first yeah. time, I'm sure is a very jarring experience. Yeah. And so I think that Carrie was just kind of providing the flip side of that, you yeah. know, perspective of saying she's just expressing herself. She's, you know, kind of exploring certain things yeah. about herself and fashion. And that's what she's been seeing, you yeah. know, the past like week or so. So I agree. I thought that was a really good moment. Yeah. And from the dawn of time, I think teenage girls have been in whatever fashion been, you know. Yeah. Flaunting their. I love dressing sexy. Yeah. Like they, they discover themselves and then maybe they put on a little too much eyeliner. That's me. And or maybe they start, you know, flaunting or dressing a little bit more skimpy at school. But like, I think with social media, it feels a little bit scarier, maybe as yeah. a parent. Um, I actually was going to ask you guys I mean, you guys kind of answered it. But my question was, what it would it look what would it be like to see your daughter, your own daughter for the first time in that way? 
Okay, so even before you asked that question, I was going to like answer that question with a little anecdote of Chris <laughs> calling it me. Okay, so I remember, Sarah's yes, my mom. So I remember it was in nine, eighth grade, probably eighth grade going into ninth grade. We were packing, yeah, I was packing for a trip to go to Florida with my family and I was packing outfits and I really have always been into outfits. I'm not like the most, I'm not only really a fashionable person, but I love clothing. Outfits. I love talking love about it. clothing. I love outfits. Love outfits. I do. And I was trying to put little outfits together and I really wanted to wear teeny shorts and a tank top and heels. Okay. Oh my God. That's such a teenager. Right. And then my my mom's saying like, you're not on sex in the city. (laughs) 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 You're not on. And I think it was probably really hard for my mom to see me wanting to wear high heels and mini shorts. Like that would be. It's hard for anyone to see. Yeah. And also I'm glad my mom said that because it would be wildly inappropriate for me to wear. Yeah. And so I don't know. I, I was thinking from my mom's perspective, I'm sure it was like really hard. Like she had three daughters and I pushed a lot of boundaries with what yeah. clothes I wanted to wear. My yeah. mom really wanted us to dress. Like she wasn't like, we were yeah. we didn't dress like Amish children. Like we weren't yeah, modest. But, still, but there was a point in middle school, especially yeah. with like those, we went to these dances, like yeah. Memorial Christ Church dances. There was yeah. in church. And like, it was like you wore the skinniest tank spaghetti top, straps. Yes. Your boobs were pushed up. Your hair was straight. Like you felt sexual. And yeah, it's, you feel very. like young when you want to present yourself that way. I wonder what that is because I think that every female, whenever they're ready, because some, for some people it comes out like in college. Like mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. I had moments in high school, but I think in college, like the Forever 21 legs. All right, slutwear was what we used to call it. Oh yeah, slutwear, and like um, it's like I don't going know, out tops. I think I bought like one slutwear top on sale, like on clearance recently, and I was like, "When am I going to wear this?" Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be comfortable. Things were sheer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah sheer t- um, urban outfitter top that we'd all wear. Yeah, and I'd wear it literally. We'd wear it without anything underneath it, so it was just a bra. I had a lace yeah. tank top that was blush, which is. I know that tank top. Basically, for all of us, it's the color of our skin. <laughs> and we'd wear like a black bra underneath. And I was like, that's not clothing. Sorry. <laughs> that's such that's a look in college, though, to have your bra show. The lace yes. and the bra and the, oh my God. Uh, yeah, weird to think back now. So your question was like, yeah. if, how would you feel about your daughter? I'd probably react how Charlotte reacted. Yeah. I think just like, I think this this yeah. interaction was very real and what you go into expecting you're gonna be like the liberal parent yeah. who talks about sex yeah, properly totally. and then when it happens you're like oh my god no they're already ahead of me they're already like yeah she'll pop in their butt out yeah well i think about also the age when i learned about so much stuff and was kind of starting to explore and that was like middle school yeah. and you think yeah. about 11 12 13 year olds oh doing god. that how old's lily 15. Okay. So she's kind of older. She's like, older. Yeah. For this she's she's yeah. ready. Yeah. She's fertile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be arrested. <laughs> I know. Last week we were like, we know hot children. <laughs> and I, I listened to that the, the other week as I was like driving home from working with kids. I was like, I feel very bad that I said that children. <laughs> yeah. Aiden's children. Specifically. Aiden. Like, hot kids. <laughs> I do think we're at an age though where it's like, I think we can kind of see both sides right now. Yes. Like I think we can see the yes. parents. Oh my God, we're in the middle. But I think we can also remember, like, we're not, we 
you know, we're not like so old where we can't remember what it was like to yes, be in middle school. So right you know what I mean? Oh my gosh. And so I think that, you know, you kind of always, you have these ideas of what you'll be like as a parent, but then, you know, I think that all goes out the window once you actually have kids, I'm sure. Yeah. I actually, this is, I, gosh, I have this great question, but I think it might probably need more time for you guys to think about, at least for me. When was the first time you realized that you were like, I don't want to say you were sexual because that's more complicated. But when you were ready to dress more in tight clothes and sexual. College. No, like in- the moment. Like, oh. is there a specific moment? For me, I mean, I think it was high school. I mean, I feel like for all of us, it was high. Like, there's a moment when you're young. I think it's like the 14, 15 age when you realize, like, I'm wearing an underwire bra and I want the world to know. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I fucking know know. exactly the moment. Yeah. I know it. I have the moment. Two words. (laughs) Hardtail leggings. Oh my God. Hardtail leggings made me feel like I had the juiciest butt in the world. (laughs) And I didn't, but I remember there's this girl um, and she had this pair of camo Really tight, oh size small. I wasn't hardtail leggings, yes, and she would bring them to school and let me borrow them, and I would tuck it in with like Uggs, <laughs> and I would walk around the cafeteria thinking like my body looks amazing in these leggings, and I remember Probably thinking did like look I'm sure my yeah. butt looks so cute, it looked amazing, and I just like I remember being like I want people to look at me. I think, yeah. and I think a lot of like sexual yes. feelings from girls come from like wanting to be looked at and yes. desired. And I yeah. those leggings, yes. those camo hearts. Yes. 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 Oh, I love those leggings. Yes. What about you? I remember. Well, I, I I think before that, I think it's the underwire bra, which was <laughs> literally felt like you're putting a bulletproof vest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. It was the first time putting one of those things on. I was like, this is so uncomfortable. And just for the record, I haven't worn one in years. Like they are, they are uncomfortable. I have smaller boobs. I don't need them. They are. No, that sounds like such a pick me real brag. It was. (laughs) We're sitting here. We're like, are you wearing an underwear bra right now? Yeah, I have to. I have to too. And it really hurts. I've I've been wanting to take it off since I got here like four hours ago. No, no, but like I would rather live my life with like loose pointy boobs (laughs) and have to like wear a bulletproof vest all day long. But so I think the underwire bra where you can see the ridge of where the wire is and you're like, yeah, you I fucking check you checking me. Yeah. Like, being a woman, okay? But I think um I rem I have this distinct memory of this like cheap little stretchy lycra like shirt slash dress. It was like tight, it was like a onesie. But it was like tight around the butt, but then like loose at the top. I, I know what you're talking my about. My aunt and I got it on Melrose Avenue. And when I visited her in LA, and I remember putting it on with Converse in high school and being like, wow, like, oh, oh my, my butt is out. But my butt is like, like has shape. Yeah. And then like going out and then like people like, noticed you know yeah. and I remember being like this is quite powerful yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> wow. my body is a weapon yes. <laughs> and I am armed <laughs> I am weaponizing my ass <laughs> oh my what about you? I don't I don't have like a clear moment <laughs> like I think it I- was the J group flip flops <laughs> <laughs> 
Your platform. <laughs> I think I was a really early bloomer. Yeah. And I think from a very young age, I felt very self-conscious about yeah. my body. Yeah. Because yeah. like, for listeners, yes. <laughs> so I, I think at a younger age, I wasn't really told by my mom, like what to do yeah. or like what like bras like fit well. So I yeah. think I always felt very insecure. Yeah, yeah. But I think that moment probably like, I think there were probably like glimpses of that when yeah. I, like, at like the Christchurch dances where you're yeah. like, yeah. like all these 12 year olds grinding around yeah. with like as the priests look on <laughs> the weird thing is that I actually went to that church growing up so I was like know the chaperones because they were like yes. in my like confirmation class that was our version of euphoria yeah. Yeah. like that was our <laughs> <euphoria>. <laughs> was the church dances well, like, they also like all the lights were off yeah and then they had these like you know what are they called like the lights it was dirty yeah it felt like a club and it was a church there were children grinding on other children and things going on in bathrooms and i i remember gilly being frightened frightened being there i i was like very like no and if you ask anybody from gross point like zoe would know exactly what we're talking about oh, yeah like in your parent have fun make you up later and i was like oh, i'm walking into like a dungeon church stance it's pretty much like that and like and then like it was expected that you would grind. It was expected. <laughs> please, please, no one come up behind me, please. <laughs> okay, I don't know if it was expected, Sarah. I felt very pressured to be grinded on or with, and it was like kind of or or I or in the bathroom. <laughs> like I basically felt sexual for wearing a t-shirt with underwire bra, but then there's people doing the whole like. Christina Aguilera like oh, song above the pants. Was, oh yeah, that, that was that. Yeah. I thanks Manny from Degrassi. <laughs> Manny from Degrassi. I've never done that in my life. Yeah, on purpose at least. I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I um. So back to Lily and Charlotte. Okay, um, so I will say this about. Okay, so I was home. No, it was in. I was. I was just in Miami over Christmas, and Rachel was there, and she was my little sister. Yeah, and she was showing me something her friend posted, and she's like, "Oh, it's on her Finsta," and I said, "She oh, has huh. a fitness Instagram like that." I, I aged <laughs> Wait, myself. You're a teacher. This is 2021, and you asked what, what a Finsta, Finsta was? was. I had no fucking idea what a Finsta was, and Sarah. I thought, oh, I know. No, no, Come on. It was bad. I assumed it was a fitness Instagram, and I had no idea that people had private Instagrams. Yeah, fake Insta, right? Isn't yeah, that that's so yeah. Rachel and I was like, really? <laughs> <Not we're laughs> yeah. So okay, no, all right. About it five years ago from someone who was younger. This is old. But I remember like someone mentioned, oh, it's on my fence. And I was like, yeah, yeah, totally. Not knowing what that was. I felt like I, in that moment, felt like Charlotte to like Rachel. And I have a very like protective relationship with my sister because, but it was like, are people putting like inappropriate things online? And then I felt like really old because like what's this like under like black market of like pictures and like content. I don't know. So that, that it was interesting (laughs) they brought up Finsta on, because it's a real thing that teens do. Oh, it's a real thing where they have their, because what, like what I've heard is that they have like, 
their brand for like the world. Yeah. And then they have their like friends. Then they have like friends and then they have like the smaller, tighter group yeah, of friends like, where they probably like gossip. It's and, like, like 20 yeah. or less people. It's not yeah. a big. So I don't know. I was and like, is that what group chat? It's about? kind of like group chat, but like, I mean, I don't know if they have group chat, if they have their like group DM. I don't know. IG stories just I, for each other, you know? Do you know? Do you have a Finsta? I don't have a fucking Finsta bitch. Are you insane? <laughs> Heather does. You have a Finsta? No. I do not. I know. But I, I remember I saw like <laughs> slutty pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we discovered <laughs> it's like bringing back the story to my own sexuality. I know. You're like, yeah. <laughs> it's like recently my Finsta. Okay, no, Heather. Oh, I thought you were about to say when Laura and I in college sat down with you. Remember? <laughs> okay, I, I'm, I'm just gonna say this. So I am cackling. Okay, you. so we all went to the same college together, and like. Heather, first off, you're, I love your style. I will say this again. Heather has amazing made style. Don't always they say, has. always start out with a compliment. Always, yes. Before you She's doing the sandwich approach. Okay, yeah. so, and a compliment, too. But in college, Heather had definitely a problem in which she would wear nude bras that would, like, fall off her shoulder with, like, fun little going out tops. And we said to her, we're like, absolutely not, Heather. We're, we, sat her we sat her down in her room. We're like, like no, we're, like, we're going to get those babies up. We're going to tighten this, and you're not wearing nude no bras. Nude. No nude bras. I felt very uncomfortable being like overtly sexual because of like I think I in know. college yeah. everyone was wearing such tight I know, things, I know, I know, things. I know, I know, I know. And I yeah. remember being like, I don't know. And like, I remember being like, I don't want guys to like me just because of my boobs. But in retrospect, I mean, it probably would have helped me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We were like, come over to the dark side. Wear American Apparel tight shit and get knocked at. That, well, you secured Jason after that. Advice. That is it, true. This is true. Maybe, maybe we're the maybe we, Yeah. It was like Queer Eye. But we're like, Heather... We're gonna help you here, Just my lady. Like, wear a fun pop color, like <laughs> pink or neon yellow. And Sarah's like, wear black. <laughs> I know. That's classic me. Like, wear all black, tight, black tight tops. <laughs> Look like a dominatrix. <laughs> yeah. No, but college was know. definitely a time in which expressing yourself sexually through clothing was yeah. a huge thing. Yeah. I did not feel that way in, way in high school. No. I, I didn't come, like, live no. in a community or have places to no. go in which There's I could, like, dress to go. No, but I would say the biggest thing with, like, sexuality and clothing is fucking Halloween. Oh, oh my god. god. Yeah. Like, kind of, I look back when I wore <laughs> freshman year to fucking Halloween, I looked like a straight-up Did you porn. do the chef thing? I, no, I didn't do the chef thing. You oh. did the like schoolgirl thing. I did the schoolgirl, but I literally <laughs> just had a push-up red bra and like a mini skirt on with my shirt open. And I honestly, I look back and I was like, "You look great, though. Amazing. I look fucking amazing. Wildly <laughs> inappropriate. Like so inappropriate <laughs> that I would walk around at night drunk wearing that. Yeah. You know. And now I, I, I know go I'm funny now. I, I go know. funny. Con- like I then at one point I just pivot and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start dressing like men for. <laughs> I went, I went completely off brand freshman year. <laughs> what did you do? Oh, crayons? No, no, that was on brand. Slutty crayon was on brand. The, <laughs> another costume was I was a slutty cop. <laughs> I, I remember that. Your slutty yeah, cop. Costume. And I remember people from high school being like, you know, I was kind of surprised. <laughs> See, you were a slutty cop. And I was like, I wasn't a slutty cop. I was in the slutty 
village people, okay? <laughs> and everyone else chose what they wanted and I got stuck with the goddamn cop and it came with handcuffs and it came with like gear. <laughs> Did you have the slutty candy cypher costume too that I borrowed two years yeah, ago? Yeah, 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 you borrowed that. Yeah, it's cool. I, I, that, that was that was a fun costume. So back to the the episode. Candy stripper. <laughs> Candy stripper. Back to the episode with Lily's photo. Um, <laughs> one line that I found really funny that Charlotte said is she's wearing workout wear. She doesn't even work out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so good. And it's also so true with what people put online. Also, like when I go to the gym, I go to a Blink currently, and like there, are, maybe this is my own like insecurity. Speaking, it probably is, but like I like. I go out to work out. I go to the gym three to four times a week. There are people with like monochrome, like matching crop tops and yeah, biker yeah. shorts. And they're like not really doing anything at the gym. They're stretching. They're, they're just like stretching and like looking around. <laughs> Maybe it's a good place to meet people. I'm sure. It's, it's yeah. like another. I mean, club. I'm looking at their ass. So I imagine <laughs> that the men are. So I mean. It's been my dream. It's a great tactic. A like matching little thing. I I've just, always wanted that. Feels that feels like a very attainable dream. You know oh, what? That I we were in the freaking DJ Max yesterday. No, I could put it on, but I want to feel like that girl at the gym. And I know that girl probably doesn't feel like that girl. You know, like the, there's the that girl memes now. Yeah. The that girl, uh, like she's the one who wakes up in journals with her gratitude, does matcha oh latte and stretches and blah, 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 you know. Oh, and it's like interesting. It's like selling this like perfect girl. And I feel like the girls oh, are the matching things. And, I, and I, I know people who are like that and they look great in oh, it. But I don't think I'll ever feel that. Because I think, like, oh. you're, I'm trying to, if I were to put that on, I'd be searching for a feeling which would be like confident, carefree. Well, those are like, like weight. Those I think that's like, never it. Those are mm. people who are younger than us who are raised amongst social media. The way they've been doing Pilates since they were four. The, you know? the way in which Best and Show, they're like, I'm so, we are so lucky to be raised amongst catalogs. Yeah. Like they, are, they were raised amongst like lifestyle. Yeah. And so they're like, I those videos on TikTok or on like Instagram Daily reels. routine. They're Ugh. like, this is how, they always like have such a like, you know, like, I don't know. Breathy. Like a very yeah. voice. Breathy voice. This is how I start like da da da. I mean, obviously, hot lemon water. Hot lemon water. Followed by an oat milk latte. It, it really helps like flush out your like lymphatic symptoms. I was like, bullshit, yeah. it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think, yeah. okay, so that, you guys yeah. get the point. Um, okay, so Lily's wearing, we, yeah, she's wearing her cute little workout so, thing. So um, I actually would love to talk about, I mean, this is, I don't know if it's a carry tracker as much as like carry, like, they're doing a ton of virtue signaling with Carrie's character in this episode where it's like, oh, guys, just in case you were wondering, Carrie only has one cigarette a day. And it's like, she's not a bad person. Yeah. Like, yeah. she hasn't fully quit. And she's like, I guess, like, you know, a good per Like, I don't know why they are painting her to be this, like, self-aware, like, not unindulgent person who only has one measured cigarette a day. And that's like... She's doing that so that her upholstery and the fabrics of her couture doesn't smell of cigarettes. Why smoking is back in this fucking series in this day and age is so bizarre. outdated and weird. At least like jewel or I mean, I don't know. I just find it strange. I'm surprised they didn't have her vape. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't have her vape. I'm surprised. I just find it like kind of odd that they just have her giving a fuck. I don't know. 
I think they're maybe they're just trying to like bring in these like little glimmers of like the show yes. and like yeah, smoking right. is like one of those things. But I think that also her is it Seema? Yes. The, oh yeah. right. I feel like it's like it's almost like she's a replacement for Samantha. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah, smoking's yeah, yeah, like their yeah. thing that they can be like a little bad yeah, together. You're right. You know. You're right. H. So ladies. We would be remiss to talk about that this episode revealed the true Mr. Big. Oh, my God. Mr. Harry. Sarah's been waiting for this all week. I have. She rehearsed that in the first day. I was like, remiss? Penises. Okay, good. (laughs) I, I, first off, definitely very fake phallus, right? Like, that was a fake penis. It was so rubbery. The other guy didn't have a fake penis. That was a real penis. But it must be Harry. He must be like, either not packing or just like, I don't want my real dick on. Or he's just like an old man who's like, I can't be doing full frontals. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Um, shocking that we saw Harry's penis after all this time. So for some reason, I, I have a I have a Charlotte call out. I don't know what kind of call out, but Charlotte's like they could not have emphasized that Charlotte was blowing Harry more. Like they just used the word blowing Harry. Blow, blowing. Blow, 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 blow. And even Miranda and Carrie are like. I'm sorry, you still blow Steve. So I guess, I don't know, there was some sort of inside joke. I'm not like an older woman where you, I guess there's like, you stop blowing your husband. Yeah, like blowjobs are for what like younger women do. Like 50 women in their 50 when they're married don't get blowjobs. I guess that's what. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, I don't know know. what I know, but um, so I just find it funny that. um, Sorry, what was it? That's okay. So, Um, oh, oh, I I actually, yeah, I find it interesting because it took me right back to season one, or at least season two, but I think it was season one where Charlotte's dating that guy who keeps pushing her head down to give yes. jobs. And Charlotte, at the end of this episode, it proudly says, I just don't like it. Yeah. And so I find it funny that she's now, you know, yeah. doing that in her 50, 60, 50, 60s with Harry. That was an yeah. interesting sexual scene between yeah. Harry and Charlotte, in which there was kind of like a power thing at play, and which oh, she's yeah. kind of like, well, and like, and some people may find it like offensive that he spoke to her that I way. I thought it was unattractive. I, I think it was playfulness between two people who've been married for a long yeah. time. Kind of like, well, you're down there. It While you're down there, like, do you want to like get to if work? If that was somebody yeah. who she just started dating, it'd be fucking gross. But yeah. here's somebody who like loves her and like, yeah. worships yeah. her. So I think there's a level like he can be a character that yeah. way. Yeah. But he really did have this kind of like power thing where her like yeah. down, like blowing her. And she was willing, ready yeah. and willing. She was very happy to yeah. just do that. Yeah. Um, I actually thought it was nice to include like kind of fun, playful sex for people in that age who are married. Yeah. Um, there was a great piece at the Times put out about having sex when you're older, like in your mm. 70s, that like you like your sexual feelings, like sure, menopause fucks things up and like th- women's sexuality through their life ebbs and flows greatly based on like hormones and whatever. But I like that they included something like fun and like kind of what we associate as being very young yeah. with two people who have married with kids. Yeah. Um, and I like, yeah. I think that the conversation that they had when they're like, you still blow Harry felt like old sex in the city. And yes. that, was, that yeah. was very nice where it was kind of like, you know, they're all at a table eating and they're just kind yes, of yes, like, yes. kind of like poking fun at one person, but like doing it in a playful way and like kind of just like bringing something to light. So like, I don't know. I appreciated that scene, actually. I thought it was a little weird that they kept calling it, like, you're blowing. I'm like, what? We say give head. Yeah. So I kind of, like, blow better. Give head, give blow. Yeah. I don't know. I would 
do you want me to blow you? No, you'd say like, do you want me to give you head? Right, yeah. Maybe it's just. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like I would do it. It yeah. just happened. Please, yeah. Um, but no, you're I. You're right that um, it kind of reminded me of this scene, and I think it's in season three or four, probably season four, when Charlotte is talking. They're talking about the girls about like yeah. anal licking or something, like <laughs> anal cunnilingus, and mm-hmm. then Charlotte just goes like. Trey likes it. Oh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we haven't gotten there yet. Oh, I know. We totally haven't gotten there, but it reminded me that Charlotte actually is like pretty a open freak. sexually. And like, yeah. And yeah. yeah. But, um, well, I actually have a good carry, like I have a positive carry call out, Ooh. which is when, you know, Miranda's relaying everything with Che and she's basically, I think she was saying like, Che says, that like she loves me or 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 no she's like i love che i want, I want che. che and carrie goes do you know how much che wants you mm-hmm. yeah and that was being a good friend like yeah and i don't think you know just to go back there for a moment that you know miranda realizes how much is at stake so i thought that was a good call out on carrie's part yeah this is a great this is a good episode i actually said great right there i kind yeah. of like saw good um <laughs> you know it was Felt a little bit more like old sex in the city. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. A little older sex in the city. Um, Any fashion color? Oh my God, she's fashion roadkill. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of, so what I struggled with with the reboot is like how um, it's like too fashionista. Yeah. And it so is, it I, is. there were some moments though in this episode that much. I appreciated yes. where she's, when she's up at night, when the people, um, her neighbor and her friends are on the stoop and yes. they're, and she's getting mad at them. And she's wearing this like really cute smock dress yes. with like a tight long sleeve. And yes. I felt like that felt a lot more like relatable yes. than a lot of her I've seen other- your nightgowns, Heather. Yes. <laughs> I was like, you wear that around Jason. <laughs> You're like, yep, I do. I mean, I personally could never wear that smock dress with big boobs, but like yeah. I like it on her. Um, I feel like I had another one that I'm forgetting. Well, I like. I I really like that and think it's really cool that they've kept all this old clothing mm-hmm. and yes. you had mentioned oh that's the poncho that she wore in the episode where she's being photographed for the cover of um, like the New, New York, York or, or something yeah, yeah. Bradley Cooper yeah, yeah and um, where she's like smoking a cigarette and she shows up late because she was out late at, you know at night and um, it's kind of crazy because that's from like season one I think Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool that they've kept all this. I mean, maybe that was a replica, but I think that's probably real. Yeah. Wasn't it in Sarah Jessica, Park's, Sarah Jessica Parker's contract that she kept all the clothing? Oh, I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure that she Is that kept, a fun fact? I think it might be. This is a half-ass research fact, which I do not know the answer. Yeah. So let's just say Sarah Jessica Parker kept all the clothing. And that's so, badass. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay, fashion call-up for me, it's both a good and a bad thing. I love, love, love Carrie's hair. I yeah, wish that okay. I had like luscious, perfectly waved hair at all times. Yeah. So it's also semi-annoying because I really liked Carrie's like crazy frizzy curls. Yeah. They felt really relatable in the series because if you have wavy yeah. or, or like any curl in your hair, you realize like your hair, it takes a lot to make it look good. Like oh wavy, right? You blow it out, you straighten you to, it, like, you straighten curl it, it, then curl yeah. it. Whereas yeah. in the series, they did a great job of having her hair look natural. Yeah. And it was very nice. So yeah, um, I like her hair, but I also kind of miss her old hair. I think when you, I don't know if this is true. 
But I think when you get older and you're like dyeing your hair a lot, like when you lose pigment in your hair, I think like maybe the texture changes too. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong. But um, email us at the Mirandaspot at gmail.com if you have some insight on that. Hair facts. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I already preemptively rated this episode as a one Tito's bottle. So, I'm giving it one, two. Yeah. yeah. I think one, one and a half. Yeah. All right, so, I'm going to do a quick little fact check for a second. Yeah. I say this next thing. So, so the next episode is, is it the finale? Or no, you, it's not oh the finale. God. It is. <laughs> wait. Jesus. Is it? Wait, 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 wait. I think might it be. might be nine episodes. Weirdly. But they would definitely put on the sneak peek, like on the season finale of an injustice. That's like that. true. You're right. I think but, you're right. Wait, one second. Let me just go to IMDb really quickly. Do IMDb it. IMDb and just like that. Because then they will put the episodes. Ooh, not, not a great rating. Um, yeah. I, I, I think it's next week's the finale. Oh, boy. Wow, um, how do you guys feel about the ending of and just like that and segueing back into the original? That's a great question. I'm kind of sad a little bit because a I think we've sad. had so much fun recording these. Yeah, right? you, you know what? We've had it might be hard to go back. Yeah, we've had yeah. We've had <laughs> like a very intense roast, but also <laughs> but also like just a shout out to all our listeners and fans, like and super fans. Um, we have had way more listeners since yeah. we've done just like that, and it's been so great. Thank you to everyone who's like shared the podcast with friends and family, and then we have complete strangers too. I know I mean, our I rating so. went down. We're no longer a five. We're a four point nine because Which somebody makes, gave us three stars. Yeah, and no, but it makes <laughs> what was a three star review. No, they just rated it. They just oh. gave it Which a is, three. We said we liked them we because were it's like, not just like my mom and like our yeah. friends who are rating it. Like it's yeah. nice if someone was like, yeah, they're you know, it's all right. It's, it's just, just okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I need three Tito's bottles. Yeah. <laughs> no, like the nicest review. Wait, pull up the reviews yeah. where they wrote um, five Manolo Blahnik, zero Tito's. Yeah. Oh, someone wrote that. Someone wrote five Manolo. Yeah. Love it. Laughed until I cried. And that made me feel good. No, it really makes us feel great. Um, just to, you know, we started this like kind of a while ago. And I, I, I think, and just like that has really revived. Not yeah. revived. It's just, it's really fun to talk about the show through yeah. this new series. Yeah. Um, and I'm, yeah, we left off like midway through season three, season yeah. three, which is really just starting the actual series. I know we were like, we're getting to it. This so is we, <laughs> we'd love to have you guys come and just continue to listen with us on or watch with us on season three. It's weird now that we know so much of these characters lives. It's going to go back to like two people listening. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> my mom and then like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's okay That's, we'll get yeah. through it um, loyal fans yeah. <laughs> hang on no. um, but yeah don't forget to rate review and sub- is that what they say rate review and subscribe um, yeah, let us know like what you think about like if there's you know with season three should we go back to it I think we should yeah feel free to send us any thoughts your questions or comments or just internal monologues you have at the Miranda's pod at gmail.com 
just DM us. Yeah. We or the email doesn't. We I use said, it for Google Drive. You know, yeah. Upload my audio. That's about it. Yeah. We like send our spam there. <laughs> uh, DM us or follow us at the Randas Pod at, on Instagram. Yeah. And um, yeah. And you guys will actually respond, not like Shay. Yeah. Thank oh, you. Absolutely. H and you H. know, I respond. Thank H. you, H, for coming back. We on. were so happy you came back on. We're about to lose you to, she's going to Costa Rica for about a month. Yeah. Lucky girl. Don't forget to catch that farting episode of season <laughs> one. It's Carrie, a classic. Carrie yeah. farts in front of Big. And we're like, Heather, we need you. Yeah. <laughs> we need you on this episode. As now. a married, kept woman, we need you to just tell us all about that um okay so um see you next time our little little finstas our little finstas all right bye guys see you next week for episode nine